the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. We pray that through this message, you will learn how to apply God's Word and truth to your life. Stay with us as we discover God's truths that will transform us. God doesn't wait for us to start the love cycle. He started that love cycle with us. Jesus found himself in a situation one day, asked some important questions, and I want you to notice how he responds, because in this, we see a very clear set of directions regarding our response to God's love. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. He asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? So they're asking Jesus, got all these commandments, the Torah, the law of God, which one out of all these commandments would be recognized as the most important of all? Here's the answer. The most important one answer, Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Here's the commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and with all your strength. Jesus said it's really simple. The greatest commandment of all is this, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. That is, Jesus is saying, God has extended his love to you. Will you respond in loving him in return? So our right response to the love of God is to love him back. God wants you to love him. So what I want to do today is talk to you about things that you need to know about loving God. How do we actually love him more? I would submit today, and I think that you would agree with me, that all of us are in this place today because we we do want to love God more, do we not? I want to love God more than I love him now. I want to learn how to actually love God. And so we'll take a look at Scripture and see what it says to us about how to actually love God. The first thing, if you're going to love God, you have to understand that relationship with God is more about love than it is about laws. We often fail to understand how radical Jesus was. Jesus' teaching was extremely radical in the day in which he came because Jesus confronted head-on one of the major concepts of all world religions. And one of the major concepts of all world religions is this, that relationship with God is about keeping all the laws, doing all the, following all the rules, and making sure you're doing everything according to the right rituals. Every religion has its laws. Every religion has its rituals. And so this is how religions operate, but Jesus comes on the scene and he transitioned the world into a whole new understanding of how to relate to God. See, religious folks, even during Jesus' day, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they they knew God as a lawgiver, but they did not know God as a lover. They had no understanding of the love of God. They didn't understand the nature of the God behind the rules. They understood the rules and they understood the rituals, but they really didn't understand the nature of the God behind all of those rules, the Ten Commandments and the various things that have been given to us by God as directions for our life. 
And this is still a major problem today. A lot of people think, well, if I'm going to have a relationship with God, what I really need to pay attention to are the rules and pay attention to the rituals. If I will follow all the rules and make sure I'm doing all the rituals and I tick all of those boxes, then hopefully one day God will say, hey, I'm happy with you. You did a pretty good job. Uh, and, the be- and the good things of your life outweigh the bad things in your life. And now you can have a relationship with me that we, we tend to think that we earn a relationship with God. You never earn a relationship with God. What you do is experience a relationship with God based upon his love extended to you. And so what Jesus taught was that that rate relationship actually is extremely important. It actually is the most important thing that you can have with God. Oh, are the rules important? Certainly, but the rules are based in love. They're based in the fact that they bring us into relationship with God. He put the laws in proper perspective. So the first thing to remember if we're going to love God is to remember that a relationship with God is more about what? Love than it is about laws. Now, are the laws important? Yes, the laws are important. The instructions are important. But the laws of God come out of the love of God. The second thing that I want us to realize today, Scripture teaches us, is that God actually longs to be loved. Jesus made it very clear that there's a deep desire in the heart of God to be loved by his children. That's you and me. When Jesus was asked the question, what is the most important commandment of all? How did he answer that question? He said, here it is. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. He said, the most important thing you can do in response to God's love to you is to love him actually in return. Because the heavenly father, God in heaven, the great God of the universe longs for a loving relationship with you. He wants you to respond to him in love. Now, God is not needy. God is not dependent upon our love for his existence. But God, as a good father, wants the love of his children, just like every parent wants the love of their child. Father God wants our love to be offered to him and to freely be offered to him as he wants us to actually choose to love him. And that's really what the Garden of Eden was all about. The Garden of Eden was all about putting a situation before Adam and Eve to see would they choose to actually love God. It was not about not eating of a tree, although that was the rule, if you will. The most important thing was God was saying, do you really love me? Are you willing to trust me? Are you willing to do what I've asked you to do and put your faith and confidence in me? And of course, Adam and Eve, instead of choosing to love and trust God, they chose the other direction in their life. And so when we choose to love God, it demonstrates that he is the most important one in our lives. The psalmist describes it this way with another very clear directive to us, love the the Lord, all his faithful people. That's an instruction, a command. Love the Lord, all his faithful people. The Lord preserves those who are true to him. And part of being true to God is being in love with God. But the proud, that is those who refuse to love God, he pays back in full. God desires your love today. Just as much as he loves you, he wants you to love him and return. The third lesson out of these five we're looking at today is this. Loving God is a personal response to God's love. It's something that's very personal in your life. When you say, I'm going to love God, it needs to be something that happens from your own life, from who you are. God's love to us is personal. 
And God wants there to be a personal love in return from you toward him. And the more that we understand God's love for us in a personal way, the more you really grasp how much God loves you, the more you're able then to give this personal response back to God. See, God doesn't just love us in general. God loves you individually. He loves you very specifically. He knows you, every aspect of your life, and he actually loves you. That's hard for many of us to grasp, many of us to understand. But God's love to you is very personal. And so our response back to him needs to be personal as well. And that comes out of understanding his love to us. So I wanted to remind us today of some of the ways that God reveals his love to us every day of our lives. Every day of our life, God is shouting to you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. We just have to open our ears and hear his voice shouting that love to us each and every day. Let's talk about some of the ways that God God speaks his love to us consistently. First of all, he tells us he loves us through creation. The world around us in all of its beauty and all of its detail, all the creation that we see, you pick up a flower, you see the beauty of that flower, you take a look at a sunset, you see the glorious colors of a sunset or a sunrise, or you look at all an exotic bird with all the amazing colors and feathers and all kind of things that represent the creative God. Every time you look at any aspect of creation, it is God saying to you, I want you to know that I love you. I created this world for you. I created this beauty for you. I created it in detail so you would see that I am a detailed God. And I know everything about your life. The psalmist says in Psalm chapter 19, and I love this. He says, the heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. The psalmist said, every time you walk out on a starry night and you look up at the sky, you need to hear your creator saying, I love you. Every time you watch a sunset going down, you need to hear your creator saying, I love you. Every time you rise early in the morning and a sunset is coming up over the horizon, you need to hear your creator saying, I love you. Creation is declaring the glory of God, and part of the glory of God is the love of God. His glory is to love you. So never walk past creation and just take it for granted. No, creation is a declaration of the love of God, and every day God is shouting at you through creation, I love you, I love you, I love you. Creation declares the love of God. There's a second thing that declares God's love to us every day. That's Scripture, God's Word. Every time you pick up this Bible, let me tell you what this Bible is. This Bible is God saying, I love you. And I've given you instructions on how to live your life because I want you to have a purposeful, meaningful, successful life. And so I did not put you down here on the planet without any set of instructions. I loved you enough to send you the instructions that are necessary for you to live your life well. And so that's why this book called the Bible is a love book. Every time you read an instruction in this book that applies to your life, it is God saying, I love you. I want you to have a life that is meaningful. I want you to have a life that is purposeful. I want you to have a life that is fulfilled. And if you will live your life according to this book called the Bible, you will discover a fulfilled life. You will discover a purposeful life. And so every time you pick up your Bible, I want you to hear coming from the pages of God's Word, I love you. I love you. I love you. Not only are there instructions here, but there promises in this book for you. Why did God put promises in this book? Because he wants you to have a sense of a promise for your future. 
that you're going somewhere with your life. He has a plan and a design for your life. And so when you and I read this Bible or hear Scripture quoted, we need to, beyond just the particular Scripture, hear the voice of God saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. Take a look at this passage of Scripture in Psalm chapter 19. The precepts of the Lord, as God's word, they are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear, the reverence is the meaning of that word there. The reverence of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are God's word. They're more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They're sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned or instructed, and in keeping them there is great reward. When you walk out today and you look at creation around Hear the voice of God saying, I love you. When you pick up your Bible, hear the voice of God saying, I love you. But there's a third way, and the pinnacle dimension and expression of God's love is found in the expression of Jesus Christ. The greatest understanding of love that you will ever have, there's no greater love than this. It's the love that God had for you by sending his very own son into the world. And you and I should never take that for granted. Because we were lost and undone without God. We were in a place of total helplessness. There was no way that we could make it to heaven. There was no way that we could be right with God. We were alienated from God by reason of our sin. We had no ability to come into the presence of a holy God. And God said, I see you in your predicament and in this this situation you're in with, with this alienation from me. But I want to have a relationship with you. And so I'm going to send my very own son into the world. And I will allow him to go to the cross of Calvary. And he will pay the price for every sin that has ever been committed. So that in his name and through his blood, you can experience forgiveness. And you can have access to God the Father. It is an expression of God's love. So every time you hear the name Jesus, every time you sing the name Jesus, every time you're exposed to the name Jesus, you need to hear God saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Please note that phrase, while we were still sinners. Before we cleaned ourselves up and before we made ourselves, if you will, presentable to God, God says, you can never make yourself presentable enough to me because of the curse of sin upon your life, but I will make you presentable to me. And he said, I'm going to show you how much I love you. I will demonstrate it by sending my son into the world and he will die on the cross so that there's a relationship with me and you can now exchange your sin for his righteousness and be clothed into the, in the mantles and the garments of righteousness before Almighty God. So every time you see creation, what are you hearing? God saying what? I love you. Every time you pick up your Bible or you hear a scripture verse, what should you also hear? I love you. Every time you hear or speak the name Jesus, what should you hear? I love you. I love you. And then I'll give you another one. Every time you see the right people at work in your life, you need to hear God saying, I love you. There's not a single one of us that wouldn't be in this room today or wouldn't be watching in a service today if it were not for somebody along the way that God used to help us in the journey. Have you stopped to think about that recently? That God has sent people in your life as an expression of his love. 
Maybe it was your mom. Maybe it was your dad. Maybe it was both of your parents. Maybe it was a grandparent. Maybe it was an uncle or an aunt. Maybe it was somebody at work who reached out to you in your lost condition. Or maybe it was someone in your neighborhood. Or maybe it was someone you didn't even know, but God brought them into your world as a gift to you to say, hey, you need a relationship with God. And they came into your world to show you something of God's love. And God brings people into our world, good people into our world to help us to understand how much he loves us. There are people in your world right now that God is using in, in your life to communicate how much he loves you. Amen. When we think of strong people, I think you would agree with me from, biblical, from a biblical standpoint. You have to consider the Apostle Paul. I think he's one of the strongest, amazing, most amazing Christians that you can ever read about. But there were times in the Apostle Paul's life that he, even he found himself struggling. Times of difficulty and challenge. I want you to read with me a, a section of uh, scripture that talks about one of those times in Paul's life. He says, Then the God who lifts up the downcast lifted our heads and our hearts with the arrival of Titus. Titus was a person, a fellow believer. Paul said, There was a time when I was downcast, my head was drooping low, and I felt discouraged about life. I wasn't feeling so much of the love of God at that moment, but God came into my world through a man by the name of Titus. God brought a person into my life that communicated the love of God to me. And so when you look around your world and you see the good people that God has placed in your life, you need to hear God saying what? I love you. God also makes his love known to us through the provision that we have in life. I'm looking around the room this morning, and I venture to suggest that most of us are fairly well fed. I'll let that sit there just for a moment, okay? <laughs> and as far as I can tell, everybody has clothes on their back. If you're naked, run out now, okay? <laughs> and it's likely that most of us here have a roof over our head. And every time that we put those clothes on our back and every time we sit down at a meal and we partake of that food that we have and every time we walk into that house or apartment or condo or whatever it might be in your case and there's that roof over our head, we need to be reminded that God is saying something to us. What is God saying to us? He's saying that through the provision that I have given you in your life, I'm telling you, I love you. Okay. I provided for you. I, I, you, you. I've made sure you've had what you've needed in your life to make it to this point. And you are here today because God has provided you and provided for you along the journey in your life. You're successfully in this room tonight because God has been taking care of you all along your life journey. And as God has been taking care of you and providing for you along your life journey, have, have there been some hard times? Yes, there have been some hard times, but guess what? You've made it through, and there'll be some hard times in the future, but you're going to make it through. Why? Because God is showing you. He's carrying you through by his love. He's speaking to you and screaming at you to tell you in that provision, I want you to know I love you. That's why. Every time you sit down to eat a meal, can I encourage you that before you bite into that meal, you stop for a moment and say, Lord, thank you for the food you've provided for me. Thank you for the home you've provided for me. Thank you for the resources you brought into my life. Because provision, don't run past provision. Provision 
is a declaration of God's love. You might say, well, I bought that stuff. I worked hard for it. Pastor, you don't know, but I've made sacrifice. I really worked hard. Everything I've got is because I really worked hard for it. Really? Who gave you the strength to work hard? Who gave you the opportunities to work hard? If God were to withdraw his hand a blessing from you or me for one second, there would be no success. We, We succeed on the basis of the grace and favor of an almighty God. His love and goodness to us is demonstrated by the provision that he brings to us. Oh, yes, it's good to work hard, and you should work hard, but in working hard, it still requires the blessing of God. You can, a farmer can go out and plant and plow the ground and plant the seed and do everything possible, but he's still dependent upon God for the rain and the sun and all those things to make the, make the crops grow. We need it as well in every realm of our life. So, Matthew chapter 10. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care? And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered, so don't be afraid. You're worth more than many sparrows. Jesus says, you've got to understand, if God's taking care of these little birds out here, and every day they have everything that they need to survive and succeed in life and to make it as a little bird, don't you know that you're worth far more than the sparrows? Don't you know that your provision is a declaration of the love of God for you. I'll give you one more. How do you know God loves you? You know it through his providence. What is providence? Providence is God's watch care over your life. It's how God has watched over you when you were not watching over yourself. Okay, And all of us are here today again because God has been taking care of you even when you were foolish. God has taken care of me even when I was foolish. God has been there protecting and guiding and taking care of us in our journey and his providence. When you step back for a moment and just look at the big picture of your life, I would assure you that you can see things in your life that you can't take a single bit of credit for. You made it through because the the providence of God was at work. He opened a door for you that you could have never opened for yourself. In some situations, he shut a door for you that you were about to walk through to mess your total life up. Okay. But it was God stepping in, doing stuff for you when you didn't even know it in your own life because God providentially cared about you. He loves you. He wanted you to know, hey, I'm at work in your life. I'm watching over you because I love you. I love you. Psalm 121, 7, 8, the Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. Can I get an amen right there? Okay. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. I think we ought to read this one out loud. Read it like you mean it. Here we go. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. I think we ought to give him some praise today. Come on. Give him some praise. That's what he promises to do for you. Why? Because he loves you. Every time you look at creation, God's saying, I love you. Every time you pick up your Bible, it's God saying, I love you. Every time you hear the name Jesus, it's God saying, I love you. Every time you look around and see some amazing people in your life, it's God saying, I love you. Every time you eat a meal or put clothes on your back, it's God saying, I love you. And every time you see how God has watched over your life in providence, it's God saying, I love you. Love 
you. It's personal. It's personal. And because God's love for you is personal, he wants personal love back from you to him. Not just in a general sense to love him, but to personally love him. Perhaps as you have been listening to today's broadcast, you felt a stirring in your heart, something that reminded you that you need to get something right in your life with God. The first way to start in that journey with God is to open your heart to Jesus Christ, to make Him the Lord of your life, to turn over all your life to Him. And that begins with a very simple prayer. I want to lead you in that prayer right now, and it's a prayer that you can pray right where you are. Say these words, Jesus I invite you into my life today to forgive me of all my sins. I need you. I want you. I want you to take charge of my life. Be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Now, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's Word that says, when we call on God's name, when we call on the name of His Son, Jesus, there is salvation that is brought to our lives. He changes us from the inside out. And the Bible says that if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And that's what's happened to you today as you've opened your heart to Christ. Let me encourage you. You need to take the next step. The next step is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church where you're studying God's Word. And make sure you get a copy of God's Word and begin to read it. Spend some time each day in prayer. You've been listening to the teaching ministry of Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. If you would like more information, please visit our website at church-redeemer.org. May God bless you and make you a blessing. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.